event. So it wasn't a continual thing where they still had the sauce. But last year we took first place at the Pinehurst Barbecue Festival down in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Wow. And it's coming up again this coming weekend, actually. Are um, you going? We, oh, yeah. We're defending champions. We took first place um, with our Hickory Signature Sauce, which put us in all the Lowe's food stores. Nice. And uh, we were overall grand champion. So uh, you can find any four of the flavors at any Lowe's Foods in their chain. Uh, we're also there's the Mesquite Original or Signature can be found at Food Line on the. Welcome to the North Carolina Foods We Love podcast, a show all about sharing the stories of authentic, homegrown North Carolina food and drink brands. Presented by Carolina Packers, home of North Carolina's famous Brightleaf hot dog. Welcome in. There's no place like North Carolina, and we're excited to get to share this great state with you. I'm your host, Justin Raymond, and today we're interviewing Mike Otis from Battle Tested Craft Barbecue Sauce. How's it going, Mike? It's going great. How are you today? I'm excited, man. I, I love barbecue. North Carolina has the best barbecue in the world. So whenever we're talking about sauce, you know, I'm all in. I'm, I'm ready to go. It's interesting, um, not being from here originally, that I, I realize there's a dividing line through the middle of the state. Yep. East coast goes vinegar. West side goes uh, more tomato base. So it's uh, it's an interesting dynamic here in North Carolina. Yeah, I think whether you go to the East coast or the, or the West side, there's good barbecue all over the whole state. Um, I think you can debate about this forever. And I think mean, that's how it will always be. But <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it, it, you're right. It's, it's good almost anywhere you go here. Yeah. People, it's, it's a religion almost, you know? Yeah, 100%. I'm with you there. So before we jump in and talk about battle-tested barbecue sauce, I just want the audience to understand kind of what's your background like in the food industry? How did you how did you get into this? It's interesting because I have zero experience in the food industry before we launched this. Wow. Uh, it's something I'd been making for decades for friends, <clears throat> and um, they've always said I should you know try and bring it to market. And I've always been like, well, what's the markup in barbecue sauce, and how would I even do it? My only real grocery experience was uh, stocking shelves and packing groceries when I was 15, 16 years old at a grocery store. So mm -hmm. I had zero experience stepping into this, but I had a friend um, encourage me to bring it to market. So um, just decided after all these years, it'd been in the back of my head, never went away that I'd give it a shot. Yeah, that's a good friend. Did he have any experience bottling barbecue sauce or making barbecue sauce? Or My, my friend? Yeah. No, um, interesting story. I used, um, I did a couple of events with him. I used, I'm from upstate New York originally, <clears throat> moved down here about eight years ago. Mm -hmm. And, um, I have done, um, is that me or you ring? That's me ringing. Hang on a That's second you. here. It's okay. I'll just mute it. Um, sorry about that. <clears throat> I didn't know that phone was up here. I had the other one. So, uh, no, I, I, I'd done some work for him. He sent me a check. I sent him a thank you note and I made a batch of sauce on the stove, which is how I did it. I make mm -hmm. single batch, put it in a Mason jar, ship it to him. And he actually shared it with a guy who writes for Forbes magazine and has put seven invention products through shark tank oh wow not food products but like invention products right <clears throat> and so the guy tasted it and he's like what is this stuff and he goes i don't know a friend of mine makes it and he goes you've ever told him to bring it to market i've never tasted anything like this so he calls me up and said and get, tells me the story and i'm like no screw this i've heard this for decades from people mm -hmm. and i came home and said to my wife and i was working another job at the time <clears throat> and um 
I said, uh, we're going to bring it to market. And she goes, how? And I said, I have no idea. I don't know the first thing about it. <laughs> and I'm going to have to figure it out. So that's what we did. And I just started asking questions and trying to figure it out and mm -hmm. um, try to find, you know, the process behind all that. And mm -hmm. um, within, I think we launched in April of 2019. And in three years, we're in like a thousand grocery locations and like, I don't even know the number. It keeps increasing all the time. So, wow. uh, but I just figured out, okay, it's like, I mean, there's so many things mm -hmm. to think about if you don't understand the industry, like mm -hmm. how do I scale it? You know, how do I go from a single batch on the stove into mm -hmm. mass producing it? And have it taste the same. Yeah. Have it, or as close as you can get yeah. it because it's, it's a difficult process. So mm -hmm. we found a co-packer up in Virginia beach. And uh, first thing they wanted to do was test the pH balance to make sure it had a shelf life. And it did. That's 250 bucks. Right. <clears throat> and like when you're, I mean, I've self-funded this whole thing out of pocket wow. because I wanted to make sure we had a product we could do. So, mm -hmm. uh, and then the guy goes, okay, well we do 125 gallon batches. And I'm like, all right, well, how do I scale this? And he goes, well, you got to figure that out. Well, it's not like a single batch times 125 gallons because mm -hmm. some spices will get stronger, some get weaker. I mean, there's a whole dynamics in, the, in the, it's a science really mm -hmm. behind it. Mm -hmm. So I spent weeks trying to figure out a calculation. And then, so I thought I was close. I asked the guy if we could run a test batch and he's like, no, we don't do that. And I'm like, well, what happens if I run, you know, thousands of dollars worth of sauce and it sucks. You know, and he goes, that's not our problem. Wow. Okay. I'm like, okay, I'm not working with you, dude. You're yeah. right. So then I came back, started from scratch again. Mm -hmm. And then I found Carolina co-packing up in Henderson, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And um, Ken up there, who's one of the managing partners, set up an appointment. I brought in a single batch. He tasted it and he looks at me and he said, that's a top two sauce of anything I've ever tried. And I've been in the business 30 years. And I'm like, get out of here. Wow. I mean, everybody's got their own palate and taste. And he goes, I'm not puffing mm -hmm. you to get the gig. I'm telling you, I think you've got something here. And so we went to work with their food scientists on staff. And we, I mean, I gave them the recipe, but we reverse engineered it mm. and they came up with a formula and we had, I think run almost nine batches to get it where it was dialed in, mm -hmm. where it, was, it was as close as we could get it to that, uh, single batch on the stove. <clears throat> and that's what we started. And then I had to come up with label design. I had to come up with barcodes. I had to figure out nutrition panels. I had to figure mm -hmm. out, um, all that stuff and, uh, did it myself. Wow. So how long did it take you? So when you, when you went home, told your wife, Hey, we're going to do this. How long did it take you from that point to getting your sauce on the shelves? I want to say that was probably August, 2018. And we started looking at everything. And by April 1st, 2019, we were at the Car flavors of Carolina show. Wow. And, um, in January, our original design, you know, we're a veteran owned company. So the, the design label had different veterans on it. The original, I mean, I got countless designs that we came up with. Oh, that's really neat. Um, but like, like Vietnam, uh, I served in desert storm, Afghan, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq. So each veteran was going to be a different flavor. And we had the whole thing set up and designed and mm -hmm. a, a really smart friend of mine looked at it and said, I get the veteran side of this. He goes, but it looks like a craft beer or a magazine ad doesn't mm. look like a product label. Of course, he said it to the guy who designed it, who was right there with me, who was like, you know, he loved it, you know, mm. but 
He goes, go open up your refrigerator. So I walk over, open up my refrigerator. He goes, look at the products. They all say what they are. Mm -hmm. Ketchup, mustard, barbecue sauce. So it's like, we, our goal out the gate was always to be a national brand. Mm -hmm. To to be a national brand, you got to look like a national brand. So um, at that point, this was January. No, actually this was February. And so the whole redesign process started then. And we had to be ready for April 1st for that Flavors of Carolina show. Mm -hmm. And um, at that point, I still hadn't tasted the product yet. Oh, wow. We hadn't tasted anything. We were still in process with everything. We rolled off the line three days before the show. And I had not, I mean, I had a table a tablecloth and some cups to test it in. Mm-hmm. And we roll in. I had like this little Mazda three. I got rid of my Jeep because I think I don't need four wheel drive down here. I now have a Jeep <laughs> still. So I, I love my Jeep, but I had yeah, a Mazda three, too. right? Mm-hmm. So we loaded this Mazda three up with sauce and a table and a tablecloth and cups. And we drove up to Charlotte and I see these people with these huge displays. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even have a hand card. I'm carrying five cases at a time trying to wow. get it into the show. And, but we got in there and um, Shomar's Restaurants, which is based out of Charlotte, there's like 25, 26 locations. They have a couple here now, one mm-hmm. up in Wake Forest, one in North Raleigh, out near Briar Creek. Um, they kept coming back to our table and the guy goes, okay, um, we're picking you. I said, great, for what? And he goes, <laughs> well, we're launching a, a barbecue sandwich promotion this spring and we've tasted all the sauces here and we're, we're going with yours. Wow. He goes, who's who's your, um, you know, who's, who's your company that, you know, you work for distribution. I said, dude, I said, I just rolled this stuff off the line three days ago. All right. (laughs) You're talking to them. I don't have any. So they ended up ordering like a thousand bottles for retail and 200 gallons of sauce. And that's your first show you went to first show walked in. Yeah. So we beat everybody out. Mm-hmm. Showmars picked us up. Then they started putting us in all their marketing. Um, our bottles were on billboards, in-house marketing, digital. Wow. And I was talking to Ken at Carolina Co-Packing, and he's like, would you have to pay for that? I said, nothing. He goes, what do you mean? I said, they just did it. And he goes, hmm. I've been doing this for 30 years. They just don't do it. They charge yeah. you for that. They yeah. charge us. So they like the story. And you know, we have a charity give back where we give back 5% of our profit from every bottle here in North Carolina, it's Stop Soldier Suicide in Durham. Wow. So I think they like the story behind it, which mm-hmm. I'll get into in a little bit, and and the charity give back that we did. So at that point, we were kind of off and running, and uh, we made a lot of contacts at the Flavor Show mm-hmm. with the grocery stores that hadn't picked us up yet. And uh, we were doing a lot of uh, um, festivals, barbecue festivals, things like that, just to get to get it out there. So. Wow. Yeah, thank thank you for sharing all that. That's that's incredible. Kind of a crazy story. I know it is. Like, wow, it's kind of like a meant to be kind of story too, as well. Well, I there's I mean I could tell you different stages of everything that happened. That uh, it, mm-hmm. it just it's real interesting and it keeps going. It, it's it's still happening and um, you know we're very thankful and blessed. I think um, mm-hmm. my wife and I for doing what we what we've been able to do so far. So yeah. I, We need to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, Carolina Packers, home of North Carolina's favorite hot dog, the famous Brightleaf Hot Dog. Carolina Packers has been making it with fresh, local pork and beef in Johnson County, North Carolina since 1941. There's nothing like it in the country. Find the closest store to you with Brightleaf Hot Dogs at findbrightleaf.com or if you're not in North Carolina, order them online 
at carolinapackers.com and get 20% off with promo code BESTFOOD. That's promo code BESTFOOD. I noticed you had a Bible verses on your website, Ephesians 6, 11 through 17. I was just wondering kind of what you can share what that means to you and kind of how you tie that in with your business. Yeah, um, it's interesting. The original name of the sauce was going to be um, Old Glory Barbecue Sauce, and it was going to have a flag on it. I mean, we've gone through different variations, but that was the original mm-hmm. name. And I hired an attorney to see if we get the trademark on Old Glory. And after spending thousands of dollars, he came back and said, oh, there's an Old Glory Barbecue restaurant in Washington, D.C. Mm. Um, and while they don't have products on the market, if they ever brought one, they could challenge you. And he said, but don't worry, we can fight them. And I'm like, dude, I'm not fighting anybody. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, this is all out of pocket. I already gave you thousands of dollars. You know, like, you, you didn't know this beforehand, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I was, I was going to, I was in church and I'm sitting I'm like, and we we're getting close clock ticking. I mean, this is January now and I'm changing the name of, uh, of everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I got to have a name here. I got to have a name here. And um, uh, it was Hope Community Church here in Raleigh. No way. Really? Yeah. I yeah. used to go there. You did That's you really? Crazy. Yeah. 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 So um, I'm sitting there and it's like, I, I got to come up with this like a couple of mm-hmm. weeks now, like clock's ticking. And uh, it's almost like I heard a voice say to me, dummy, I gave it to you. Mm. Like, gave it to me. Gave it to me. And I started thinking in two years prior, I do a lot of voiceover work. <clears throat> they had done a series on Ephesians and, you know, put on the full armor of God. Now that verse from a lot of veterans is what they carry into combat and battle with them, you know, put wow. on the full armor of God and as a protection verse mm-hmm. and hope had done a series on Ephesians and that series was called battle tested. Uh, okay. And I thought battle tested barbecue. Wow. That's better than what I had, you know? And then on top of that, we've won competitions and on top of that being a veteran. So battle tested just kind of all came together. Mm -hmm. Then we filed for the trademark and we got it. Like, I don't even know how it was available. So we were able to trademark battle tested, which will open us up to more products as we move down the line here, as we, if we want to expand into rubs or grills or grilling utensils or whatever that might mm-hmm. be in that arena. Mm-hmm. Um, we now have the battle tested registered trademark on that. So wow. that's where it came from. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy how God works sometimes? That's just, Oh yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and my keeps, mind's just blown right now. That's, that's and, and, it, and it keeps happening. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's very interesting. And um, one cool thing is I got an email I get several emails, but I got this one particular one from this woman that uh, said, every time we break out a bottle of your sauce, my kids make me read Ephesians before we eat. Oh, and, man. Uh, well, that's kind of a cool way to spread the word, you know? Yeah, that's what makes it all worth it right there. That's yeah. that's incredible. So that's why it's on the bottle. I, I Once I got it, I said, okay, it will be on the bottle then. So yeah, that's a great story too, as well. You got a lot of good stories coming out of yeah. this no. sauce here. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm not creating them. I'm just kind of, I feel like Forrest Gump sometimes. I just keep walking through it and stuff keeps happening. So <laughs> that's great. So I want to, I want to go back to before your sauce was made. I think I read on your website that your dad actually came up with some sauce and he wouldn't give you the recipe for it. No. So I just kind of wanted you to share that story. <clears throat> 
Um, nope. And did he serve in the military too as well? Yeah. My dad was a World War II guy. I think he was uh, two and a half to three years over in France and Germany. He lied about his age um, so he could go serve. I think he was 17 years old when he went over. Wow. So um, didn't talk a lot about the war as most veterans from that era did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, growing up, I had, my dad was a school teacher and I have five sibling brothers and sisters. So, and Sunday afternoons in the summer, we always knew if the weather was good, dad's grilling chicken, which is kind of a, a, a given. And he'd always mix up this barbecue sauce on the stove. And in my teenage years, I, I got into Boy Scouts and I'd go on camp, camping outings and um, I'd ask him for the recipe. And he'd just look at me and he'd go, you're not old enough to handle the recipe. I make the sauce. And when you're 21, you can have it. And it became a running joke between us, but mm-hmm. the old man would never give it to him. He, mm-hmm. he said the same thing to my siblings. Nobody got the recipe. Did you feel like you were going to get it at 21 or you just felt like you weren't? No, I thought it was it. just, I mean, it was just running joke. Yeah. And, you know, I just, he'd always make it, give it to me to take, but he'd never give me the actual recipe for it. Mm-hmm. So when I turned 21, I was in the Air Force. And in my birthday, he mailed me a birthday card. And in that birthday card was a uh, three by five handwritten note. And it, and it had the recipe, <clears throat> the wow. base recipe for what the sauce is today. Now, I started playing with it once I got it. Mm-hmm. I started adding spices to it and other ingredients to kind of get it where it was. But mm-hmm. the original and he got the recipe from his mom. I think it was like late 20s, early 1930s. Um, he grew up on a farm. So they would, you know, obviously they made everything there. So mm-hmm. um, that's where the recipe came from. And uh, like I said, when I turned 21, mm-hmm. it was in my birthday card. And I still have that three by five card. It's all stained up. I have it on a little frame of my desk downstairs. So I keep that on my desk as a reminder where it came from. That's so cool. How did that feel when he finally gave it to you? I laughed, actually. I opened it up yeah. and it, 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 you know, he had a great sense of humor and it's like, he was, he was serious, you know, it's like, okay, I'm 21. Now I get the, I get the recipe. That's my big birthday gift for this year. But, uh, um, it was just, it, it, it was a good bonding moment. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, my dad was a great guy and, um, just, just to have that and to still have it to this day and then to see what we've been able to do with it so far mm-hmm. as it is, but it's been a really fun adventure. Do you remember the first meal you cooked with that sauce? Like when you took the recipe, you made the sauce, like what was the first meal you ate with it? I think I grilled chicken, if I'm not mistaken. It just kind of took it and mixed it up. And and then, you know, we cooked out with it. And and then I, you know, I was with some friends. Obviously, I wasn't home at that time, but, mm-hmm. um, and I'd been making it and I just kept playing with it over the years until we kind of dialed into where we are right now. Wow. So your slogan is disruptively delicious. Yeah. What makes your product different from the other barbecue sauces out there? Well, it's interesting where that name came from. The guy that told me to look in my refrigerator uh-huh. was at the house. And like I said, he's a really, really smart dude and uh, really good in, in in marketing. Actually, he created, I don't know if you saw the video on our website that tells our story. There's a couple of videos there. I saw your uh, website. I was actually really impressed by your website because oh, at thanks. first, first I looked at it on my laptop and there was like moving flames and smoke yeah. and your bottles were sitting there. Yeah, that it looks better really... on a computer than it does on the phone just because the animation takes up yeah. so much space. Yeah. But um, there's a couple of videos there. And uh, my friend Alex um, produced the one video of me and my wife telling the story in, in, in our background on the sauce. But mm-hmm. when um, he was at the house that day, we were... Uh, he goes, I don't even really like barbecue sauce. He goes, but this stuff is disruptively delicious. And I went, what'd you say? 
And he said it again. And I wrote it down. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, that's a pretty good tagline right there. Mm-hmm. And then we got the trademark for that. So, wow. uh, and that's where the, that line came from. Mm-hmm. So why, why is your sauce disruptively delicious? Well, what what kind think, of ingredients make it different from other sauces? Well, we use all natural gluten-free ingredients. Um, I wanted to keep it as close to a homemade sauce as possible being mass produced, even though it's small batch made. I mean, we only do 125 gallons at a time when we produce it. Mm-hmm. We're not doing 10,000 gallons. Um, we don't have any high fructose corn syrup or chemical flavoring or anything. It's just all natural ingredients. Mm-hmm. And I think that really makes it, and we cook it down before we bottle it. So all those you know, flavors just kind of come together. Mm-hmm. But I think being in an all natural gluten-free sauce, it costs more to produce that way. We could probably be more profitable if we used high fructose corn syrup and chemical flavoring, but that's, that's not the direction we wanted to go. We know it's a little more expensive in the stores than like a sweet baby raise or something like that. But, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's the category that, uh, we wanted to be a little more of a gourmet sauce. Okay. So what are all the sauces and products your company sells? We've only, we've got four flavors right now. There's two mesquite flavors and two hickory flavors. The originals are a smoky sweet sauce um, for those that don't like heat. And then our signature sauces are smoky sweet with a spicy kick on the back end of it. So uh, we've got those four right now. And uh, we want to get those established before we expand into other products. We want to make sure we're we're on uh, solid footing with them. And then we'll start looking at maybe adding rubs or hot sauces or whatever it is that we decide to come up with. What's your most popular sauce called? Probably the original Hickory right now. We probably sold more of the Mesquite, but we launched Mesquite for almost a year and a half before we launched the Hickory. Um, Most people will tend to go to a Hickory flavored sauce than a Mesquite sauce. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to do the Mesquite first because most people who say they don't like Mesquite, then they try it and they go, hey, this isn't bad. So we did that first, but uh, we launched the Hickory probably a year and a half later. And that seems to be our, our strong, both of them, the original and the signature. <clears throat> what do you recommend as far as putting your hickory sauce on? Just any kind of meat on the grill? Or... It really works well. I mean, if you look on the label, it says cook with it, dip with it, or grill mm-hmm. with it. I've got people that dip chips in it. I know people like my wife will mix it in meatloaf. Meatloaf. Pour it on top oh. and bake it. And it's delicious. Um, when working the grill, I mean, chicken, burgers, ribs, mm-hmm. almost anything except steak. Don't ever use it on steak or I'm never talking to you again. Right? <laughs> I had some guy said, yeah, I just bought these beautiful steaks. I can't wait to put your sauce on it. Oh, like, man. Dude, dude, I make the sauce and I don't put it on steak. Don't do it. Don't do it. You know, <laughs> um, but it's, it's really good on burgers. I mean, it, it just really works well. on on most, I, I had friends put it on salmon on the grill. I wow. thought that was weird. And I tried it and I'm like, wow, this is good. You know, so. It works with almost anything. Yeah, the only thing I put on my steaks is salt and pepper, but my wife uses A1 sauce. I'm like, come on, what are you doing? Salt, pepper, and garlic powder. Just a little bit. Mix it up, yeah. That sounds good. What's your favorite thing to eat with the sauce? I'm big on, I mean, obviously chicken is great, um, Mm -hmm. but I I like ribs. I like doing ribs. um, And also, uh, you know, even burgers when just doing the grill with a barbecued burger. So, Okay. I want to take a quick second to talk about North Carolina, since this is a North Carolina podcast. And 
you're not from here, so so these questions will be a little, a little more. I'm interesting. an adoptive son. Adopted son than normal. So I just I just want to know what do you love about North Carolina since moving here and starting a business here? Well, back in the '80s, um, in my first marriage, my in-laws lived down in Wilmington, so I'd be down here five six times a year, and wow. I always have. I just love North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I love the oceans. I love the mountains. I just, you know, <clears throat> the whole vibe of North Carolina has always really set well with me. And um, I got remarried eight years ago and I had the opportunity to come down and work for a company down here. Um, and so I took the job and came down. And then after four years left there, started my own company and launched the sauce at the same time. So um, it's just been, everything seemed to have lined up really well here. Uh, our co-packer is great or great people. And, um, that would be a good podcast for you in the future too. If you've never talked to the guys at Carolina co-packing, they're doing stuff for the food network. I mean, they're, they're wow. getting bigger and bigger and, and they're a, they're a great organization up there. So, okay. Yeah. Um, I'll reach out to them. Yeah. I, I'll get you some contact information for them up there, but okay. yeah. Um, I just, you know, I've always loved North Carolina and got down here eight years ago and have no plans on moving. I just love it. How do you think the food compares to New York? I know we talked about the barbecue. I'm just wondering. Well, I think New York does Italian better than North Carolina. Yeah. And every time I get up there, I have to go find pizza. Pizza down here is pretty good, but it's still <laughs> that it's still not that official New York thin slice pizza that I grew up on. So, have uh, you but, found any Italian restaurant similar to it, or you just can't find it anywhere? There's one place I I ate Asiago's. Okay. That was pretty good. Um, I'll try that now. Everything was pretty good there. Um, seafood here is outstanding. Anytime I go to the coast, it's got to be a you know, fish sandwich and a beer while I'm staring at the ocean. It's a mm-hmm. tradition. So um, seafood's outstanding. Um, barbecue, obviously, is great. And um, I, you know, I, I don't have any complaints. Good. Of course, being former military, I'll eat just about anything. So. <laughs> Do you have a favorite barbecue restaurant that you enjoy? No, actually, I don't go out for barbecue that much. You know, okay. um, I do festivals and I do some sampling then, but I, I haven't really been out to any barbecue restaurants that I could even name for you. So I eat so much of it here. It's like when I go out, I want something different, you know? Yep. I understand. I understand. How about you? Is there a, I, I, you, are you more vinegar based or tomato based or you like them both? I'm more vinegar. I mean, I'm not going to turn down barbecue. If someone gives me barbecue. I'm going to eat it, but I've definitely, Parker's barbecue is probably one of my favorite barbecue things about them. Yeah. And then redneck barbecue lab and Ben's. Yeah. They do some good good stuff. I've tried their sauce. That's good too. Yep. A bunch of guys there too. Yeah. It's hard not to find a good barbecue place in North Carolina. Hmm. And then one last question for you. Have you adopted any North Carolina sports teams or do you still cheer for teams up North? Well, I'm a Syracuse basketball fan. Okay. Uh, but okay. Um, I, I mean, I grew up with that. So um, I got a friend, his wife works for Duke. So he's always getting me tickets for that game when they mm-hmm. come to play. Uh, but I did, I like, I, I'm a, I'm a state fan. I, okay. like, I like, I, I like the Wolfpack. So I'll stick with those guys. They're, they're, I used to work right down the road from the stadium. So oh, wow. uh, we go, go to a lot of, uh, go to a lot of games there. And then there's a, there's a barbecue place right next to the stadium there. I can't think of the name of it off the Yeah, I think it's called head. Back. Is it Backyard Bistro? Is that Yeah, name? Backyard Bistro. Yeah, that guy's actually from where I'm from, up in oh, upstate wow. New York. Yeah. 
and he moved out here. So I walked in one day, I'm looking on the wall and I'm seeing there's a town called Canastota where the Boxing Hall of Fame is. I'm like, Canastota, why is that up on the, you know, and turns out the guy is basically from where uh, I grew up and his dad's friends with one of my friend's dad. And so there's a, there's a connection there too. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. That's a good, that's a good place to eat. That's a real good place to eat. So. All right. So let me ask you an important question here. Where can people find and purchase your products? Well, when we, we did that show Mars was a quick, was a quick spring event. So it wasn't a continual thing where they still had the sauce, but last year we took first place at the Pinehurst barbecue festival down in Pinehurst, North Carolina. And it's coming up again this coming weekend, actually. Are Um, you going? Oh yeah. We're defending champions. We took first place um, with our hickory signature sauce, which put us in all the Lowe's food stores and uh, we were overall grand champion. So uh, you can find any four of the flavors at any Lowe's foods in their chain. Uh, we're also, there's the mesquite original or signature can be found at food line on the local Carolina shelf. All our products are on the local Carolina shelf here in North Carolina. Okay. Uh, Harris Teeter in the Raleigh area carries, uh, carries us on the local Carolina shelf as well. Uh, Piggly Wiggly in some of the stores down towards Kinston, uh, Ingalls out in the Western part of the state, they carry us. So we're in quite a few locations and uh, we've got some things cooking that I can't really even expand, expand upon right now, but I got, uh, we just got picked up by a big program and uh, I'll be doing a media release on that. That'll probably be going out, but once I get it, I'll send it to you. That's great. Yeah, I'm sure people that listen to this podcast and all of your followers will be really excited and looking forward to see where you head next. Yeah. Um, and, we'll, and we'll keep that up. We've got, you know, our website, we've got a Facebook page. Uh, what's Instagram your website? Page. The website is just battletestedbbq.com okay. and uh, battletestedbbq uh, on Facebook, which you can follow us. And we'll, we'll be posting stuff there as well. Um, and if anybody ever wanted to order online, we ship across the country. And then you can do that right off the website as well. We got recently picked up, by the way, too, on um, mystore.com, Mike Lindell's, um, uh, if you know, the My Pillow guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yep. So he's got a website called mystore.com. I didn't know he had his own like e-commerce platform outside of pillows. Yeah. So he just launched that and he's trying to help entrepreneurs get the word out on stuff. So we got accepted to that. Then there's another one called Mammoth Nation. It's more of a conservative pro-American American American products. And we're on that site as well that people can order from. Okay. Is there anything else you want to talk about that we need to talk about before we get off? No, I just, I feel we're pretty blessed uh, three years in, you know, there's a guy that does a TV segment across the country called Mr. Food. Um, and he, um, a friend of mine got me connected to him. He's a food brand marketing manager. And when, uh, I got connected with him, I sent him out some sauce. And so we had a conversation and he's like, well, how long have you been doing this? And at the time we'd only been two years into it. I said mm-hmm. about two years. And he goes, no, he goes, you don't understand the question from the time you decided you were going to launch to now, how long is that taking you to get into all these stores? I said, two years. He goes, you're telling me you got into all these stores in two years with no, absolutely no background in the food industry. And you were, I said, yeah. And he goes, well, how big is your staff? I said, you're talking to him. It's just <laughs> been me. And I'm running another company at the same time. I've got an advertising agency that I write and produce radio and TV commercials for car dealers. Wow. Which is my full-time gig, mm-hmm. but this is becoming more of a full-time gig, but mm-hmm. we, uh, we now have investors talking to us about maybe jumping on board to, uh, 
help move us into a national brand status. Uh, we're looking to get into the military commissary system, mm -hmm. um, expanding up and down the East coast. we got a food broker that wants to pick us up now and start working like Walmart Southeast. And, mm -hmm. you know, so the big expansion looks like it's going to happen here in the next 12 to 18 months. And, uh, I definitely got to build a team around that because mm -hmm. as a one man band, it gets tiring Mm -hmm. when you got to figure out freight and billing and production and all of that. So I've been able to do it this far, but I think I've taken it as far as I can as a s individual running a company like this and um, we're ready for some expansion. So. Wow. That's Crazy, exciting. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. That's great to hear you, you go from, like you said, two years ago to, to expansion and what's happening right now. That's just incredible. Yeah, we've got uh, a big opportunity coming up, but I'm not allowed to say anything until the release comes out, which should be this week, hopefully. So I'll, I'll shoot it over to you afterwards. Okay, that's uh, great. But that could open us up to over 2,000 stores in 23 states. So Oof. we are looking at that, and that's probably going to happen, like I said, in the next couple of weeks. So. Wow. Well, that, that's great, Mike. Thanks for being on here, man. I really well, appreciate I it. I appreciate the opportunity and um, love to come back and talk to you again sometime. Absolutely. We'll definitely have you back on here. All right, guys, that was another episode of the North Carolina Foods We Love podcast. I'm your host, Justin Raymond. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on our next episode. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the North Carolina Foods We Love podcast. Please subscribe so you don't miss out on other must-try North Carolina foods. Also, it would mean the world to us if you would leave us a review. Don't forget to support local, and we hope you have a great one.